And I appreciate the opportunity to speak and for being a theme-oriented person, this is an easy one because it's the first services of the new year, so I get to talk about the new year this evening. And I'd like to start in Exodus chapter 12, if you'd like to turn there, um, oops, I brought two Bibles up here, so if I get confused, it may take a little longer, but it's simpler to read out of one of them on part of the time and the other one the rest of the time. Exodus 12, 2, let's start in verse 1, Exodus 12, 1, and the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months, it shall be the first month of the year to you. So they had a new beginning while they were still in Egypt, it said. There was going to be a change. And over in chapter 40, again in verse 1, just chapter 40 of Exodus, it said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, On the first day of the first month shall thou set up the tabernacle of the tent of the congregation. So, two times in the book of Exodus, and the times correspond apparently within the same year as best as I'd be able to determine. Um, but on, so this would be, and there's a little subliminal message here, but it's, this would be April 1st is when the tabernacle was first set up. And approximately one author said 1445, one said 1462. So somewhere around 14, uh, not that, yeah. So somewhere around 1450 B.C. Um, but that was on April the 1st that the tabernacle was first assembled and set up. So anyway, that's basically free, but it starts us into the thought this evening about the new beginnings. And that's what we're looking at. You know, I was... Actually, my son and I, we text back and forth throughout the year at different times. I read such and such today. What did you read today? And, and we kind of keep up with each other. And um, he, he reads the scripture from, the, from his phone. And so his is set up different than mine. So I'll get way ahead of him. Then he catches up and passes me and so forth. It's crazy. But anyway, um, we were texting back and forth that, you know, that it was Friday was the last last the end of it and he put in there the last verse of revelation and I sent sent back and said amen and amen and so we go back and forth on that kind of thing but then I picked up my bible yesterday morning and I go wait a minute I go back to the front this morning and we start over all again and I thought you know just for a second and it shouldn't be that way I should never have those thoughts come in your head but my first thought was do I really want to start it again this year? And then I went, that was a stupid thing to think, Steve. Of course you do. So I've, I started reading, and now I'm, I'm going to read just, well, it's only about 10 verses, but out of my chronological Bible, as always, remember, this is the King James Version, but it's put in time, not by books and chapters specifically. So it's John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Psalms 90, verse 2. 
before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Then Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Then, and Isaiah 14, verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee, and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? Then Ezekiel 28, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways before the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Now I've been doing this, the chronological Bible, for 15, well it doesn't matter, for a long time, uh, every year. So I, and I've read these passages, even from the regular way the Bible's laid out, many, many times. Yesterday, in Ezekiel 28, verses 14 and 16, I went, wait a minute. In the midst of the stones of fire, it says that in verse 14 and 16 about, um, I lost his name, Lucifer, walking in the midst of the stones of fire. And I went, what is that? I had never, ever seen that before. I passed it by every time. So then I did a little bit of research, and I read from the Church of the Eternal God. I have no idea what that was, but it was on the Internet, so it came up on whatever. I don't know anything about that. So, uh, But he had several different people's opinions, and two or three of them I recognized. I didn't get a very good answer uh, from the three or four different things that I looked at. But I had never noticed that Lucifer walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. So it doesn't matter how many times you read the same verses, there's always something else there. We'll never, ever understand or remember or see all of the things in the scriptures that God has for us to see. So every year we just start over and we learn more. Hopefully we can remember more. That'll be my problem. But my doctor put me on vitamin B12, liquid form. So my mind's supposed to get better. I trust my doctor, right? I mean, he's practicing medicine anyway. So anyhow, 
that, that part was free too. So it, it's a new year. I, I still don't know what the stones of fire are. And I never, never noticed that before. Okay, I changed my mind and I flipped my notes, so I, I may get lost here in a minute, but I'll try to try to keep it on track. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 14, if you would. I want to read a passage. In fact, this is the chapter just following where Brother Matt preached from this morning. I'm not copying his message. It's just a part of that chapter that fit exactly what I needed for tonight. And it just so happened we were bookends there. Uh, Jeremiah 14, 1. It said, The word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the Darth. And that word there simply means a super severe drought like we had here not too many years ago. Judah mourned, and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem has gone up. And their nobles have sent their little ones to the waters. They came to the pits and found no water. They returned with their vessels empty. They were ashamed and confounded and covered their heads. Because the ground is chapped. For there was no rain in the earth. The plowmen were ashamed. They covered their heads. Yea, the hind also calved in the field and forsook it because there was no grass. And the wild asses did stand in the high places. They snuffed up the wind like dragons. Their eyes did fall because there was no grass. I'm going to stop there and just look at this passage for just a few minutes and think about they had a terrible year. This was a bad year. I mean, it was, it was really bad. The, the nobles, and that could mean rich people, it could mean important people, it could be businessmen, it could be heads of families, um, several applications there. But in other words, it was people that had authority, no question. And they sent their little ones. And of course, at first glance, I thought, okay, this is kids. Well, it could be kids because they were sent by people in authority, but it could also be servants. The definition <coughs> there, excuse me, kind of gives leeway for it. it could be anyone who was subject, under subjection to someone else. But anyway, they sent them out. And it said there in verse 3 that uh, they sent them to the, little, to the waters and they came to the pits and they found no water. So there was nothing there. There wasn't anything they could do. They had a job to do, couldn't, couldn't fulfill that job. So they returned with empty vessels. If we're not careful, we can let the circumstances of life cause us to have empty vessels. We can end up with nothing uh, if we let our minds and we let our attitude follow in what's going on in the circumstances of life. And, and I've, I was looking at this and I was thinking about this and I was thinking, well, let's just say it was the kids that they sent out with the vessels. And they come back and they set an empty pot down and go, Mama, I couldn't get any water. What would Mama's first response probably be? What? What are you talking about? There's no water. 
Now, our first response usually is unbelief, no matter what people tell us, if it's something we don't want to hear. It may not be that we really don't believe them, but we question what they say so often. And, and to me, it gets funny, but it's really not. Um, because then people will go, well, I'm not lying to you. But how about, you know, well, okay, I'll bet you just ran off and played and forgot to get the water and you wanted to be back home before you got in trouble. You know, whatever. Whatever the, the reasoning or the circumstances or, or whatever they said, you didn't look hard enough, whatever, on and on. There wasn't any water. It was so bad that even the animals had abandoned their own offspring because there wasn't anything to eat. And there wasn't any moisture for them to drink to sustain their life or to be able to feed their offspring. And so it was terrible. They were having a terrible year in Jeremiah chapter 14. But was God surprised? No, he sent that, didn't he? Because if we were to read on farther down, but we won't take the time necessarily this evening. If we were to read farther down, the Lord would say, hey... I've been talking to you. You ain't listening. I've been giving you opportunities. You're not taking them. And so it's got so bad, Jeremiah. Don't you even pray for them. Because this time I'm going to teach them a lesson. Oh, we taught them a lesson over and over, didn't he? But he was going to really teach them a lesson. He said, there's no need to pray for them this time. Later that <coughs> excuse me, will change. But it was a really, really bad year for the, for the children of Israel, for God's people. So what's 2022 going to be for us? Well, we have Omicron, don't we? Mm. It's so interesting to me. Well, not really. It's more maddening. But they keep talking about how bad it is in the U.K., I don't normally do this, but I watched a little bit of the New Year's Day parade yesterday in London. Less than one in 100 people in the crowd standing shoulder to shoulder were wearing masks. I thought it was, you know, I mean, and if you want to wear a mask, I don't have a problem with that. If you want to get vaccinated, I don't have a problem with that. But if I don't want to do those things, don't have a problem with me. I won't make you sick. You'll catch it or you won't. I'll catch it or I won't. But the funny thing about it was that it was just like, wait a minute. They've been talking about all this. And then what they do, they open the doors back up so the people from Africa can fly to the United States because it's already over there. It's already gone. Wait. And and now and my brother is a well, I call you know, I'm a country bumpkin, too. I call my brother a mucky muck for Delta Airlines. But he told me, I, I saw him Tuesday. He said, I'm so disappointed in our CEO. He sat there and told us all by uh, whatever you call looking at a screen that, uh, that if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to die. And I'm going, not everybody's going to. But then he also wrote the letter to the CDC, and that's why we now have a five-day quarantine period. That was mostly because of the CEO of Delta. He said, we don't have people. If you give us a five-day quarantine, then we can get people back to work faster. And in certain large school districts across the country, if the child in the class gets sick and they test the other kids and they're not sick, they don't quarantine at all. They let them come to school. Why is that? It's the same reason. It's about money. And, and 
and I, I don't want anybody to get sick. Miss Carlene had it really, really bad. They said she was not very far from going straight to the hospital. But the Lord intervened, and, and uh, she didn't have to. My brother-in-law passed away with complications of COVID, uh, involved with a bad heart. And so it's a terrible thing. But, but did you know that we also now have flu-rona? The first case of the flu mixing with the coronavirus. First known case. That came out in some news yesterday. Uh, we have, what, inflation that's out of control. If, if you write checks for your business or even for your home, you know how much more we're paying for everything. If you can get it. Um, it's just... It would seem to be snowballing, wouldn't it? And then, uh, Brother Chris, if you'll put the picture up for me tonight, I'm going to pay for this, I'm sure. But there's one other thing you should be worried about in 2022. I've warned you for three years. This is the pastor's coffee. And look at the bottom. It ate its way through the cup. It only sat there for a, a while. So you must... I do not drink the pastor's coffee. It is hazardous to your health. If it will destroy a cup, it can't be healthy. Okay, thank you. Anyway, 2022 could be a really bad year. Watch what coffee you drink. Don't let him make the coffee back there in the fellowship hall. Because it could get you. Uh, I listened to a, a guy talk. He, he owns warehouses of, uh, in some form or fashion. And he was asked a question about people working for him. He said, I can't get people to work. He said, in 2020, we paid $10 an hour approximately for warehouse workers. He said, in 2021, we pay 18 But he said, with unemployment and the government subsidies, the government pays $16 an hour. So why would anybody go to work when they can sit home for $80 a week less? Not have to drive, not have to work. He said, it's, you know, things look bad. Maybe worse than at any time I've seen. I was working in the 70s um, when there was a, a gasoline shortage uh, we, you couldn't hardly get gasoline. It, the price skyrocketed. And yet I knew and was kin to several people that worked in the oil field business and said that there were ships sitting off the coast of the United States everywhere waiting to unload crude oil. But they wouldn't let them into the docks. And then in the mid-1970s, I worked for um, International Harvester, which is now International Case, doesn't exist anymore. But anyway, couldn't get tractors. I went 700 miles south and 700 miles northeast uh, from where we were in Oklahoma to get tractors because if there were any tractors available, then the first one that could get the money to that dealership could have it. And, and we did that. We could, you just couldn't get stuff. It's very similar to what we have now. We, um, we um, in the 60s, in school, um, we had 
the police guarding the halls. I, I spent a lot of my younger years in the South, and we had all kinds of racial tension and rioting and fights constantly. Uh, you know, really, 2022 is not looking a whole lot different than some of the other years. It's just, it's just what we have. But once again, was God surprised? No, not at all. Nothing surprises him. Um, nothing, nothing is going to. He wasn't busy and all of a sudden, whoa, we got a virus out of China. No, he knew all about it. In John chapter 6, the Bible says that there was a storm. And the men in the boat thought they were going to drown the disciples. And Jesus came walking on the waters. And what did he say? John 6, 20. It is I. Be not afraid. It's easy to get afraid. It's easy to not really lose hope because we know how the story ends. But sometimes it gets discouraging. Um, it, it seems like everything we try to do, Satan is one step ahead of us and, and causes something else to happen that we weren't even expecting. But God knew it all. God knows it all. And Jesus said, it's I. Be not afraid. And there's lots of storms in life. We kind of have right now, we have a a national political storm. We have a, a national financial storm. But almost daily, if not daily, at least weekly, we have the storms of life that come in our families. Or even with, you know, I mean, the preacher's van breaks down 10,000 miles from home in the blizzards of South Africa or whatever. I mean, it's, you know... Okay, <laughs> I text him and said, we'll be, we're praying for you. Is there anything we can do? And then I'm thinking, I hope not. Uh, like Lee, no. Uh, but, you know, it's just storms of life come. I, I, I would like to bend the fly on the w- window when the, when the van broke down to see what the preacher had to say, you know. Well, let's go get one of the horses and tie a rope and drag it home. Or, you know, it's just, uh, of course, I work with him a lot, so I, I know him pretty well, but uh, those things happen. Last Sunday morning, my vehicle died right there in front of the church van. Fortunately, I have Brother Lee, and the weather was warm, so uh, he helped me get my pickup going. I'm, I'm trying to get it through the summer of next year, then I'll have 300,000 miles, uh, God's been good to my Chevy pickup, and uh, it hasn't given me much trouble. But you know, the storms of life come. The thing is, my pickup does pretty good, but now because of my age and all the tools I bought, all my tools are dying. I have a whole pile of power tools out under the carport now that have all died in the last month. And so it, there's always something. It, it never ends because... We live in that type of world because of sin. We don't live forever. Nothing else lasts forever. It all breaks down. But again, God isn't surprised. And one last verse, not new to anybody, but Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. One of my favorite verses. 
It says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. 2022, not surprising God. 2023, 24, 25, 26 through 30, won't surprise God either if, if he doesn't come back before then. What my son texted me on Friday after, or Friday morning from those verses was, Even so come, Lord Jesus. You know, that should be our main thought, that, Lord, you're coming to get us. We need to be busy in your harvest right now while we can. But our goal is eternity, and that's, that's what we're looking for. You know, who knows what the first service in 2023 will look like, even in Victory Baptist Church. Nobody has a clue except God. He knows all about it, and he's not... Not surprised, and if we'll be faithful to him, he's always faithful to us. Let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you for the privilege to be here this evening. Thank you for all the many things that you do in our lives. And Lord, as we look at this new year, we give it all to you. Lord, knowing that you know best and that we will follow your leadership and guidance that you'll guide us in the paths that you'd have us to go.